What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Sage.Wave, the official podcast episode of Sage Sound. Let's get it. Alright, guys, so today I'm not going to be teaching you nothing. You know, I'm not going to be all content, value, tips, whatever, advice. I'm going to just tell you more about myself. I want to make this podcast reflect my personality. First of all, I'm lazy as fuck. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm this hardworking, focused guy who just loves working and wants you to be focused and look like I'm off of, like, cocaine or something. <laughs> no, uh, and that's not shade to nobody, by the way. It's, it's just funny to me because most of the people who do that shit are, like, they look like they're on cocaine or something. I don't know. But today I'll be talking about, like, what I learned about execution um, and why I think that thoughts are our greatest enemy. Um, and this and this um, topic is not really, um, it doesn't really have a structure, what I'm talking about. I'm just going to be all over the place, so bear with me. Um, so a couple hours ago, I was watching Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, the good old Gary, get some inspiration, you know, because I was feeling a little bit stuck and confused, um, like most of us are. And... Um, you know, I was I was listening to what he was saying. I, apparently, he was interviewing this guy who looked like he was about my age or a little bit older. I don't know. And um, he was telling him how execution is being like stopped or hindered by thinking and dwelling and pondering and strategizing. And it's something that is a major issue, especially when us as artists and um, anybody who's doing any sort of business, any sort of art, it's like we always love that, that idea of making plans and making that strategy. We love a good marketing plan. We got we love a, a good content plan. You know, we love schedules. And I've personally, like, I feel like if everybody followed, if, or at least, like, if 20% of us followed that, um, everything that we had on our to-do list or content calendar, or marketing plan at that, the world would be a better place and we'll all be balling in money. <laughs> or that's what they try to make us think, right? So um, we all know that plans, a lot of people don't get past like the first list, first thing on the list or the first um, idea on the content calendar, or the first whatever is, if it's a list or a board, I don't know, man, like just anything that's on that board and um we're always we think that the plan is just so great and then we actually start doing it and we find out that this is like completely different from what we wrote down on paper and that's because plans systems whatever you call it they don't reflect real life you know th th those are just like i would say speculation and things that we think about or how we would love the world to be. And trust me, I made that mistake a lot. Like, you know, I remember when I, when I actually started, you know, marketing my beats online in 2016, um, I got on Facebook. That time I was a senior in high school and I, I would save money. Um, I wouldn't eat, eat lunch at school and a little money that I made from working here and there. You know, I would save all that up. I never spent any money. I never went out. You know, I just saved up a lot of money. 
and I would invest it in Facebook ads. And it was kind of funny to me because I didn't even have like one clue about business or anything at all about I didn't know shit about marketing. I just thought in my head that Facebook was this money machine that all I had to do was invest a little bit of money and I'll start getting all these beat sales. So, you know, I put my money in there. I get a, a debit card, put my money in Facebook and I run my first ad, post a little video with my beats on there. Actually, I don't know if I posted a video or I just told people to sign up for my email list because I read on the internet that, you know, you should grow your um, your subscriber list first um, before you start asking for sales or something. So what I did was just I just put join my mailing list for free beats or some shit like that. And um, I put that up, launched the ad, and it kept running. It ran for like a week. Something happened that I was not expecting. Uh, I saw that I wasn't getting any signups. Like, hey, this is a free beat. I'm not. I, I'm not asking you to buy anything. I'm just saying, sign up for my email list. It can't be that hard to put in the email address to get a free beat. I mean, it's free, so why not, right? That's my thought process. So, a week goes by. I see a bunch of people clicking on the links. That's And that was the craziest, the most annoying part. It was like, these people were clicking on my links, a hundred and some people. And I only got like three signups, I think. Three fucking signups, dog. And I was so mad. Like, I was so angry. Like, I was mad at these people. Literally, I was mad at these people because, yo, I put all this money in this Facebook ads, trying to grow my email list. Um, I'm new to all this shit, and y'all click it, but you don't sign up? Like, what the fuck? Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and and that was my thought press process, and I knew nothing about marketing. I hadn't come to the realization yet that nobody gives a shit about your fucking email list, and nobody cares enough to put their email address in, especially when they're getting spammed by millions, and I don't know if it's millions, but you know, thousands of other producers and you think they want to add another to their list because of a free beat that is not even that good because I will admit, you know, I would admit, bro, I can't even talk no more. I would admit that my beats weren't that good back in 2016. Now, that's really relative because I know some people who are still buying my beats that I made in 2016 and they fuck with it. I can understand why, like, it sounds trash to me, but it sounds good to them, I guess, but Hey, that's every producer, right? Anyway, back to what I was saying. So I ran that ad. I was so mad. I spent all this money. I mean, and it wasn't even a lot. I think it was like $40, I think. I spent $40 on this fucking ad, especially expecting to get some good people, a good amount of people on my email list and make some sales. But I only got three. Well, the good thing is that out of those three people, one person bought from me, bought a beat from me, and um, it was crazy. So, I mean, I guess if you're using percentages, it was a good percentage, like a good conversion rate. Um, but on the long run, like, it just didn't make no, no sense to me because I can't spend all this money. And, like, you know, the amount of money that he bought, it was just like a $20 beat le lease that I sold it for. So it wasn't nothing. Like, I spent $40. And made twenty dollars back. That was still like a twenty dollar loss, and um, 
you know, that was the f- my first experience with marketing and, and trying to sell beats online. Before I got on Twitter and Instagram and all that good shit, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough because I had no understanding, I had no awareness, and I had nobody to teach me. I was just trying to do everything on my own, trying to survive. I didn't even know nothing about no Skype sessions. Like, it was just rough, you know. All I had back then was fucking. I don't know if if you're a producer listening to this. I don't know if you ever heard of this dude, Postman. Um. Postman is like a, I don't know if he's even a producer, but like he was the one that a lot of people like saw on YouTube telling people, yo, you can sell your beats online, but he never taught you how to sell beats online. All he did was talk a bunch of shit for like 10 minutes and then you you close the video and like, boom, like nothing, right? And then he tells you to go to his link and tries to make you buy a course, a bullshit ass course. And it like, it was so scammy. But I didn't even realize it at the time. It was like years like 2017 or 2016. Like when I was actually starting to sell beats that I just knew that this this dude was like bullshit. Like there was a lot of fake people on, on the internet saying false shit. And the real guys who were doing it, you know, they weren't really taking out the time to teach anybody any of that stuff. They kept that to themselves and I don't blame them really. Um, but it, it wasn't until 2016 that you know or 2017 i would say 2017 that's when i started selling beats for real that's when i understood marketing and and hustle and i I was putting a lot of work but basically what i'm trying to say is like all that plans that i made and all that strategizing that i did for my facebook like it didn't work out for me because i didn't understand how marketing worked and i was just caught up in my own head i'm not thinking about other people and not realizing that the truth doesn't matter is that nobody gives a shit. So I did all that shit. And, you know, here I am selling beats like crazy. And it's funny because when I actually started selling beats or the way I started, I didn't have a plan. I just went online and started hitting a bunch of rappers up. Like I would hit them up on Instagram and Twitter, email. And some of them would get back to me. A few percentage would buy from me. And I was just doing that and making a lot of money from it. And that was that was it. I mean, on the long run, it was probably not the best strategy, but I did that. We all started from somewhere. I started like that to sell beats and I made good money from it that I invested into scaling my business up. But the most important thing is action. And it's funny because I actually I actually learned hustle from Gary Vee too, like when I was trying to figure out how to sell beats, I literally learned how to sell beats from Gary Vaynerchuk. It's so funny. No producer taught me how to sell beats. Not one producer. All the millions of producers who are making so much money, who could be given value. I didn't learn shit from them, but I learned something from Gary Vaynerchuk. Somebody who is not even selling beats. Somebody who's just an entrepreneur. And, and he's given so much value to people. Yet I was able to get something from him that I could apply to my own business, to my industry. So it's crazy. I feel like producers out there, um, especially like my my biggest advice to producers would be if you want to sell beats, stop thinking like a producer, dog. Don't think like a producer. Think like an entrepreneur. That's the only way you make it. Trust me, because if you're still thinking like a producer, and you want to sell beats, you don't stand a fucking chance. I'm telling you, like a 
a really high percentage of producers are broke as fuck because most of them are trying to sell beats while thinking like a producer. They're looking for other producers to show them the way when in fact, everybody is just thinking like a producer and the, and the producers who know what's going on don't see anything and I don't blame them. They're trying to keep the you know, knowledge to themselves but that's bullshit because there's enough money for everybody. So honestly, like... You shouldn't even be competing. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, think about it. Everybody is unique. You shouldn't be competing. Pepsi and Coke taste almost the same. Some people might get mad about that, especially if you love either one. You're like, no, they don't. Well, that's not my point, but we can all admit that both Pepsi and Coke look the same. Almost taste the same. So why do some people buy a lot of Coke only? And why do other people just buy Pepsi? (laughs) Think about it. The only difference is is the branding. And maybe there's like a little bit of difference in the taste. I don't know. I've tasted both and they literally taste the same to me. I don't know. I don't know the difference. Maybe if you're a whiz at this, you can (laughs) educate me. But I'm saying like those two guys have the same color of drink similar taste but they have their own supporters their own fans the people who drink drink each one and nobody's complaining so it doesn't matter if there's so many producers selling beats online i mean that's that's good like you can't complain about competition and saturation because that means that the product is it's a good industry like it's a profitable industry if nobody's if there if there aren't a lot of producers then that means that the industry is not profitable so this is just basic business like if you're ever trying to find a niche or like an e-commerce like if you if you ever built shopify store into some shit like that like if you're looking for products to sell on your shopify store you know you would look for products that are selling and have good that are they have good reviews are selling and are being sold by a lot of people who are selling similar products i know that was just like the same thing over again <laughs> but you get what i'm trying to say and this is all game i'm giving you bro just from chopping it up you know so i don't care i don't care like i could charge for this but i don't even care bro like <laughs> it doesn't matter to me but shit like that you know when you if you're going to do that, if you own a shop, and I know some producers who learn how to sell beats from selling, from doing e-commerce and Shopify and all that. You can learn a lot about selling beats from that. And I actually did that too, and it helped me a lot. Um, I, you know, I dabbled in Shopify. I didn't really do it too much because I just don't have the time and energy for that. But um, saturation and competition is good. The reason why producers are complaining is because they're lazy as fuck, bro. Like, Stop being lazy and create your own brand identity. And this is the same thing I was telling the artist last week was that you just got to create a brand identity and people will recognize you. And the people who like you and like that identity and identify with you, they'll follow you. It's that simple. You don't want to compete. You want to dominate. There is a niche for every producer. You don't only have to just post um create like a random like a 
basic ass WordPress and put your beat store and a header and your YouTube and think that's it and call yourself and, and call it a day. And then you're going to go about on social media and complain about the saturation, complain about rappers asking for free beats. <laughs> you can't blame some of them. Like, I stopped complaining or, or making jokes about rappers who ask for free beats because it's pointless. <laughs> I mean, what about the people who are actually bomb beats? Why are you focused on the people who aren't bomb beats? That's just bad energy. You're attracting more of those people by focusing on them because that's all you see. There's always going to be people who aren't ideal. If somebody is not trying to buy a beat from you, that's not even a potential customer at all. That's just a waste of time. It shouldn't even matter. If I was selling, let's take it out of beats and music, for example, right? If I was selling, shit, I don't know. Hmm, let's see. All right, let's say I was selling donuts, for example. I don't know why I use that as an example. I, I think I'm hungry or some shit. But let's say I was selling donuts. And, um,. I'm telling my friends about it and I tell people, yo, come buy my donuts and I market it. And some people come and they pay for the donuts. And then somebody else comes in like, yo, can I get this donut for free? You know, I'll give you credit. <laughs> I'll give you a shout out. It would be, be good publicity for your business and, and shit like that. And they try to get you to give them a donut. Basically, what you're doing is they want you to sponsor them because that donut costs money. So you're going to give a piece of that donut for free. That's going to cost you. Let's say the donut is 50 cents. It's going to cost you 50 cents to give that person a donut for free. How are you going to get that back? That's an expense to you. So I wouldn't consider it unless that person has a good wide network that would help my business. I wouldn't want to give that person or sponsor that person with a free donut for 50 cents. That's a waste of money. So I'd be like, sorry, I'm not doing that. They'll leave. And then they'll figure out their shit and ask somebody else for a free donut that's at their expense. So don't think about it like that's just, oh, yeah, there's all these rappers there asking for free beats and all that shit they don't respect us well a lot of them don't even understand the game they just think that they can just get beats and, and that's it you know it's unfortunate but that's just how it is it's like as people think like that you can't blame them it's music and it sucks but there are people who buy beats a lot of them and the more you're focused on bringing those people who buy if you're focused on giving them value and, and treating them like, you know, treating them right and paying attention to those people, you hardly see, you know, rappers who ask for free beats. Like, ever since I started doing that, I don't even get, like, I hardly get emails from rappers or DMs from rappers asking me for free beats. Why? Because every time somebody hits me up, they're asking, they're asking me for pricing. They're not asking me, for free shit because that's just the that's what I'm attracting to myself. I'm not making jokes, I'm not complaining. And and that's just a fact. Like you gotta understand like and and you know this podcast 
is about music metaphysics business. So I'm going to talk about metaphysics a little bit. It's like you create your reality, you know, all that shit, you know, you know, all that. I'm not going to be here and tell you some cliche shit. You know, I have a lot more knowledge of metaphysics, but, you know, if you, if you want to know more, you know, you got to contact me personally and I'll put you on. But um, energy is your energy in, in what you're thinking. So and that's what I talked about thoughts. Right. And that's what I mentioned earlier is your thoughts carry energy. If you're thinking, man, all these artists or just rappers are hitting me up for free beats. Ask yourself, what about me is attracting these rappers who don't see value in what I'm doing? Because for every time a rapper or a singer has show up about a free beat, there's another producer getting an actual inquiry for a beat prices. So while he's getting people who were willing and ready to pay to message him and email him, you're getting those people who don't see value. So you got to ask yourself, what am I doing that is telling these rappers that, hey, look, there's no value in what I'm doing, so I should just give my give my stuff away for free because that's just how I'm portraying myself. You should take at least some responsibility because everything you see around you is just like a projection of your mind. It's not just as simple as create your own reality. People love saying that shit. Oh, I create my own reality. My thoughts create reality. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they only talk about the positive shit. They only talk about when they're trying to get some money or some shit like that. <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, I create my own reality. So I'm not worried. <laughs> but they will never blame themselves for shit that's going wrong. Don't say it's the devil or some shit like that. <laughs> and uh, it's funny. When people tell me that, you know, and I know some, you know, I've been talking to a few artists. They'll be telling me, like, yo, I'm trying to fight my demons and, and all that, you know, all that cute stuff. And I'm like, what are you demons? And they'll be like, huh? I mean, what are your demons? Like, who are your demons? Your demon, the only demon is you. You are the god of your universe. You agree to that. But you're also your demon. Because just as much as you, you're creating something good for yourself, you also put obstacles in the way for yourself. You're holding yourself back. So why do you want to take all the credit for the good shit and then try to blame somebody else for the bad stuff? You're responsible for everything. Yes, there is a little bit of opposition from the outside sometimes, but 90% of it is all you everything so take responsibility don't just complain about how rappers are hitting you up for free beats that's because they don't see value if you spammed a rapper for example and this happens a lot and, and you know my producers complain about this if you spam the rapper on email right you just send them a link to your to your beat store and you're like yo yo buy my beats they did not ask to be on your email list they don't know who you are. You know, they 
have no idea why you're trying to email them. They never subscribe for anything from you. They haven't gotten any valuable information from you. What makes you think they'll, res be res they'll respect you enough to buy your beats? Some of them will think, oh, he's hitting me up, so maybe he wants to collaborate. And trust me, I've been through all this shit. I'm not just telling you things and try to be like a good guy who hasn't done anything wrong. I've been there. I've done stuff like that. I've emailed rappers. I've spammed. Like, I've done it. And I'm telling you, it's not the way to go because you, you find that there's more people who won't respect you because they don't know who you are. They're not trying to do business with you. They'll buy from the other producers who they know. But they won't buy from you because they don't know you. They might even try to charge you to get on your beats. You get mad, but have you asked yourself, why are they looking at me this way? If you, you have to position yourself in a way to have rappers come to you, artists, singers, not just rappers, because some people make R&B music, like singers, rappers, everybody. You want them you want them to come to you. That's the only way that's the best way. I don't want to say the only way, but that's the best way to make money from selling beats. It's like you just gotta position yourself so the people reach out to you. If you reach out to artists or potential people who would buy your beats, you're not going to do a lot. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not a sustainable source of income. It will go away. You might be lucky and get a lot of people to buy something from you. But how long is that going to last? Eventually, you'll find that it wasn't worth it. And now you're back to square one. And you now, you now have to figure out another way to get this shit done. There's no other way. You got to be somebody who brings value to the market. And everybody is avoiding this. But artists and producers. We don't want to just bring value to the market. We want to just put ourselves out there and expect everything to work in our favor. But unfortunately, that's not how the world works. A wise man once said, the world is not yet a crazy enough place to pay a bunch of undeserving people. To get what you want, you have to deserve it. It's that simple. Sounds corny as shit, but it's facts. And I've, I've accepted it. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I know this was a long talk and... I just went on a whole rant, but um, I, I didn't want to be like a teachy shit. <laughs> I said teachy. That's a new word, teachy. I didn't want it to be like, you know, teaching or anything, but I somehow ended up being that. My fault. <laughs> but I just wanted to, to give my comment on... Fuck, I actually digressed. <laughs> I digressed a little bit because... I was going to talk about execution, and then I went to this whole rant about producers complaining about not making sales, and I don't blame them, you know? I don't. I really don't blame producers who do this at all, to be honest. It's not their fault. I mean, it's partly their fault. Again, you can't completely take away the blame from somebody. It's partly their fault because they failed to see the light. The truth is, a lot of this, these big producers have made it to look a certain way. They've presented the art of selling beats and the art of making a good living off of music online and presented it like 
some sort of secret society type shit where if you're not in that secret society, you're not going to sell any beats. That's how they've made it to look like. So producers think, oh shit, I got to try to get into, into these secret societies. I don't have a plan. I'm going to just be doing whatever and see if I can get in there. And that's how they sell sound kits. <laughs> I know that was funny, but no shade again, you know, do your thing. like. And that's why I haven't sold sound kits yet. I mean, part of it is because I'm lazy as shit <laughs> and I don't feel like doing it. But I mean, I'll probably do like a MIDI kit, if anything, not sound kits. I'm not really into that. But MIDI, hell yeah, because I know a lot of people are trying to get their hands on my keys because i play the keys for real and people love that shit so you know why not why not capitalize on it but anyway it's just the truth is i'm gonna say this and i'll be done with the producer talk producers make more money than other producers wait <laughs> that didn't make no sense rephrase producers make more money from other producers than they do from selling beats to rappers and singers. I'm gonna say that again. Producers make more money from other producers than they do selling beats to rappers. And these are facts. Everybody who knows, knows. Why? Because all a producer has to do is sell a few beats, post a PayPal notification on Twitter and Instagram, and other producers who are making close to that would be like, oh, shit, how'd you do it? And then the producer would be like, oh, just pay for my Skype session for $100, $200, and I'll teach you. Pays for it. Gives them some whack-ass information. Then, a, like, a month later or two months later, puts out a sound kit. The producer sees the sound kit or the drum kit, and is like, oh, hey, you know what? I bet it's the way his beats sound. That's why he's selling so much beats. So I'm going to buy his kits and put it on my beats. And maybe I'll sell more beats. <laughs> you, see where I'm, you see where I'm heading at? Then they a month later, the producer decides to do a mixing mastering service for beats. Producer sees that and is like, you know what? I want him to mix my beats good so that I can sell more beats like him. The producer goes and buys that mixing mastering service. See where I'm going? <laughs> The um, this same producer who's selling who's just sold those few beats is like, you know, what? I'm gonna put out uh, what what else could we use? I'm gonna put out a mixing template or any template at all, a mix template or arrangement template, one of those templates. Producer goes and buys again. So when you think about all these other streams of revenue that these this rapper is making. He puts it, he gets all this, and he, he only got like, let's say his, let's look at his income as 100. Out of 100, he's made like 20 from selling beats. The rest of that 80 is from other producers who saw that little 20 and ran after it. So, it's a whole fucking cycle, and that's why everything looks fucked, <laughs> because... This is what producers who claim they're selling a lot of beats are making, they're doing, basically. 
and sorry I had to expose y'all, but I just had to say it because nobody was saying it, and it's just, it's some shit I've seen, and that's just a fact. You see other producers, and it looks like they're making money, but they're doing the same shit you're doing. You gotta ask yourself. Well, maybe they're not selling beats like that. They're just capitalizing off of other producers. And so the money is just going into other producers and <laughs> everybody thinks they have to act like the big guys and not stand out. And so it's just a fucking cycle. <laughs> and that's just how everything is going. You know, it's a, it's fucking crazy. I'm going to tell you that. I'm not saying all producers do this. Disclaimer. Not all producers do this, but a good number that I can mention, but I won't name names because I'm not trying to get no attention to me. I won't name names, but a lot of them do it. So you see them flexing with the Gucci belts and the cars and all that stuff. You want to be like them. You're confused because they're all doing the same thing you're doing. They have a basic website with a header and their beat store. They're posting on YouTube. They run a few Facebook ads. Why are you making less money than they are? Well, that's because you're their source of income. You're an asset to them. They do all this thing, all these things so they can get more people like you to buy their sound kits, buy their consultations buy their merch, buy all that shit, buy their mixing templates so that they can use some of that money to flex some more and get more people to join the wave because everybody wants to be like that top producer flexing on Instagram. We all want to be there. <laughs> and then somebody decides, you know, one of them get lucky enough, they get a publishing deal. And then they decide to quit selling beats online. Why did they quit selling beats online? I thought they were making so much money from it. I mean, if you go, you can have a publishing deal and still sell beats online, right? Why'd you stop? If it was so making so much money from it, and you know you were doing better than industry producers. Now you're an industry producer. The same industry producers you were putting down and saying they weren't making a lot of money. Now you're an industry producer yourself. You don't sell beats online no more. But you have a fucking kit site that makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. That begs the question. I didn't name no names, but most producers who listen to this know who I'm talking about. <laughs> And I'm going to say this, I'm calling everybody out because well, everything y'all are doing is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Bull fucking shit. And it's the same kids that sound exactly the same. You can argue what you want that every year shit is original, but y'all know the truth. So, it fucking sucks, but that's the way it is. All you got to do is make a few sales and go to a little bit of go to a few producers and (laughs) you know you got yourself some bread you just gotta show people that you're making money I don't know 
I think I ran out of things to say, to be honest. Well, this podcast was supposed to be about execution and thoughts. Just stop fucking strategizing and looking what looking at what other producers are doing. Do your own fucking thing. Be fucking you. Show the world who you are. And make some fucking money, dog. Because that's what it's about. Now, this is for artists and producers. I know this is so focused on producers. Artists, listen to me. Do you. Take action. Be creative. Don't think and ponder and strategize. Don't be afraid to spend that extra money. Doesn't matter. Because you're going to spend it somehow. If it's not on your music, you you could buy some shoes with that. You fuck around it. And, you know, go out to Walmart and, and end up buying a whole bunch of shit that you didn't need to buy. Just because the environment kind of programs your mind that way. You're programmed to buy shit. So, you're going to lose that money either way. So, you might as well lose it on something that matters. That's a good way to think. Fuck planning. There's no such thing as a real plan. Not saying you shouldn't... Do a little structure, add a little structure to everything and organize yourself. But for the most part, you just got to get scrappy and get shit done. (laughs) Get it? So that was it for today, guys. Stay wavy. Stay chill. See y'all next week. Peace.